Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Bombay sends the ball over the top, and that is that game done. They are into the quarterfinals, beating championship opposition. It finishes 0-0 here. The Sunderland wins 3-1 on penalties. That's fucking delightful. Fucking delightful. Fucking good combination playing. Sliding balls into space. Good. Excellent. The other one the fucking ball. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Roker Report podcast in association with the Southern Community Soup Kitchen. And you join us on the back of, well, a pretty... Impressive penalty shootout win for for Sunderland away at Cukoyar in the in the League Cup, and uh, I'm joined by my old mate Martin. How are you doing, mate? Excellent, thank you very much. There's nothing. There's not Excellent. a lot better than the penalty shootout win, is there? To to get the spirits up. Well, that's it. Yeah, the win. I say the win. We drew nil nil. Um, it's a win. Managed to yeah, managed to to get through into the quarterfinals of the League Cup, the last eight on penalties. Um, for a League One club, that's that's some going, isn't it? I mean, we've played, I think, two championship teams now and, and made it through, so um, you can't complain, can you? I think I, I've wrote a bit about this on the site, but uh, for for fans of any team, but more so the teams like ours and like your Newcastles and your Watfords and your Wolves and your Aston Villas, you know, this is about as good as it gets, really, progression in the Cups and, you know especially if you're a lower league team like we are. It doesn't really get much better, does it? And this is sort of a little side short of the league action. And obviously we're going for promotion, but all eyes are on Sunderland again. And we've, we've followed up a disappointing result at the weekend with with really a, a really uh, exciting one for the fans, haven't we? No, it's brilliant. You know, there's a few things there, isn't it? It's it's what you support football teams for, isn't it? It's why, why you follow football. It's why you sit and stand through all of those those terrible games that we've all sat and stood through and watched over over recent seasons to have moments like that where you you know you pull off a, a victory that you know I'm sure a lot of us kind of hoped we would do it and and thought we might be able to do it, but I, I'm not sure how many of us really expected us to to go there. But I think you know the the interesting thing is with the the Carabao Cup as it is, it's not the Milk Cup anymore or the Coca Cola Cup, is it? But with the um, the Carabao Cup. Every every round we've had, we've drawn a, a slightly better team. You know, we start with Port Vale, that was a, a good win. But then we went to Blackpool, really good win against higher league opposition, although they were in the same division as us last season. Um, Wigan, and you know, when the QPR draw was made, I know some people were disappointed and wanted a, a Premier League tie. That was me. <laughs> that was me. I'd, I want. I didn't want QPR away, but I'm, I'm sure. I, you know, in hindsight, uh, we can see it was a 
it was a good and plenty of fans there. So well, it was, but it just gave us that next little step up in terms of quality of opposition. I think it's been a really good test for the players just to keep taking those little steps up against um, you know better opposition. But you know that that was class. Really good. I thought it was a really good performance, Gav. I thought the players equipped equipped themselves really well. Um, you know, we, we made how many changes? We make seven changes from you know what's feasibly our first choice side on Saturday. Um, yeah, made seven changes, and we we played really well. And I think it's you know it's such it gives you such a lot of confidence, especially after the disappointment of, of Saturday. Such a lot of confidence yeah. for everybody um, to go into the the weekend with. But it's class, and you know, bring on the quarterfinals. Oh yeah, I was going to talk about that. Just the. The way that Lee Johnson changed his team up, yet, you know, we still managed to be competitive against a really good championship team. I mean, let's not make no bones about it. Like, QPR are going to be in the mix to get promoted this season. They've got a good side. I mean, you saw the team they put out. They treated the competition with respect. They picked this pretty well, they picked their strongest team. We didn't. We, I guess you could argue over what Sunderland's strongest team is, but the fact we made seven changes tells you it probably wasn't. But. It's great, isn't it? Like, we're able to change the team up. And I think this is important because over, well, practically my whole life anyways, we've always not really took the League Cup particularly seriously, give or take one or two seasons. Um, And I don't think in making seven changes, Lee Johnson isn't taking it seriously. He's just totally changed our whole approach as a club to cup competitions, hasn't he? Like and we treat the league cup slightly differently to how we treat the 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 trophy, but ultimately the team he puts out in in any given game are expected to go out and compete. And he, when I saw that starting eleven, I wasn't worried at all when I saw it because I thought, well, even though he has made a bunch of changes, that is still a very good team. And I mean, you 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 can go right through it. Like I know Hume got injured early doors, but played quite well. Certain came on for him. It's like. You know, could even QPR make a change as good as that? Um, then you've got Fred Alves and Wright, who are both probably desperate to impress. Both did themselves no no harm, really. Um, you've got Winchester. You've got the midfield three that were played, which was Neil O'Neill and Evans, and that was a different tactical approach. He's went with something a little bit more solid, knowing that we'd be playing a good team, trying to break at us with pace. Um, Diaco came in, Gooch came in to, to return from injury, you know. So, I mean, that's still a strong team, isn't it? You can't really sit here and I think even had we lost the game and we were sitting now talking about it, you know, us crashing out of the cup or whatever, I don't think you could sit and slate Lee Johnson for the for the changes he made because oh, he, he still ultimately yeah. picked a, a good side, hasn't he? Well, that, that's it. And you, no, you wouldn't slate him at all, he wouldn't criticize it because you know, throughout the summer, he made it very clear that you know, he, he wasn't buying or building the first 11 plus some subs. He was building a squad of 22, 23 players who, who all should be competing for first-team places. And really, you know, even if that had been a league game, you, you, know, you wouldn't have necessarily complained too much about some of the, the changes he no. made. I think you know, the ones that would have raised eyebrows in the league game obviously would have been um, Burgeon, Goal and Denver Umit at left-back instead of Sirkin and Hoffman, wouldn't it? But every, everything else, you, yeah. you, know, you wouldn't have been... It would have been a shock if he'd done it for a league game, but you wouldn't have gone, oh crap, we're playing a weak inside here because they're all, they're all you know really good players. Um, yeah, and I think you know, we I've written a little bit about this on the site today. Like the the cups have come at a really good time for us 
Because, you know, after that yeah, Charlton yeah. game on Saturday, players are going to be down. This cup game's given given us one the the chance of getting a bit of confidence back before we go into a, a tougher in the game starting with Rotherham on, on Saturday, but it's also given players a chance to impress to get into the team for those games. Now, if we'd gone mm-hmm. from Charlton yeah. to Rotherham, and you know you've got the likes of Gooch, Diaku, Evans, people like that, it would have you know Lee Johnson would have had to have been quite brave to to drop four or five players from the Charlton game for the Rotherham game. Yeah. But now off the back yeah. of this game, you're going, well, Corey Evans has to start on Saturday. Gooch has to start on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden he's given himself, and you know, all credit to the players for, for playing themselves into positions where they're making them make a, a tough decision. But all yeah. of a sudden you've got all these players who you can kind of go, oh, all right, they probably deserve to be starting the next game. And I tell you, I, mm. Gooch, I, you know, I thought Gooch had a decent game. He wasn't outstanding. But we've missed his like aggression, his tenacity. Even, you know, getting, you know, getting stuck into the referee a bit and standing up for the team because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes that, doesn't he? He, like, he, like, he likes getting himself involved with the referees, but sometimes we are a little bit soft and, and we could do with somebody who's a bit more like that. I mean, we probably probably could have done with a bit more of that on Saturday, so yeah. Well, he's the only player that we've got who really, who really does that. Like, Larson was always a good one for it, wasn't he? Um, when, when he was yeah, here. But yeah, it's, it's I think it's important to have some players in the team who will really stand up for for the, you know, the, the group and do it and... He does it, but look, it was brilliant. As you say, strong squad. Yeah. And then, um, you know, ultimately, I know, obviously, we'll, we might as well talk about the um, the disallowed goal because that was <laughs> a bad decision, wasn't it? I think we can all, well, both well, of us. Well, yeah, it was, right? But, um, and I, this is it's probably a bit shitty, but after the way the referee performed on Saturday and we got nothing and he arguably robbed us of at least a point because he could have given a couple of decisions that would have changed the result. I don't care. No, I, I don't care at all. <laughs> because we get so many bad decisions from referees that when one eventually goes our way, I think I think we just <laughs> have to it, sort of you? take it. You take it. Yeah. But it was it was a weird one though, wasn't it? It was a weird one. Let's talk about the goal, that, that disallowed goal quickly. It was a weird one because obviously I think the linesman ultimately has just been confused because... Burge, Burge isn't the last line of defence yeah. in this instance, is he? There's somebody on the line behind him. No, I, and I don't know whether it. that's just thrown him slightly. Yeah, I think but, it has. Um, his, his flag's gone up. I mean, there was a there was a little instance in the build-up, and I don't know whether the cameras picked this up. I'm not sure. But um, when there's a, there's an, a, the cross that originally goes in about five or six seconds before we act, Charlie Austin actually heads it in, there is somebody offside, and yeah. I don't know whether the linesman's flag went up for that. I don't know. Well, I think it's, it's tough to tell. I know it is, but like being being offside isn't an offence in itself. Like, so you, you've got to be active in yeah. play. So he'd been yeah. wrong if you'd yeah, given yeah. that. But like, you know, it was a bad decision for for QPR. It was an incorrect decision. But as you say, we'll take it. We'll take it all day. But I think yeah. I think the fact that Burge came flying out, and I think um, it was a circle that was behind him. Um, I think that yeah. probably threw him a bit. And you know, yeah, he's got to make an instinctive decision, hasn't he? And fortunately. Yeah, went our way. Let's let's yeah, let's talk about Burge actually, because I think he's one player who comes out with, with immense credit, doesn't he? He made he made a bunch of um of really good saves during the game, and then saved the very first penalty, which gets you off to the best possible start in the, in the penalty shootout. I mean, I, I guess you could argue that in that disallowed goal, he made a good save originally. And then palmed it back into danger, which they then scored from, and obviously we, they didn't get awarded it. But I think we'd be nitpicking to be honest, because his overall performance was really good. And at the end of the game, the scenes at the end of the game, in front of the away end, he, the whole crowd was singing his name, and 
he seemed a bit sort of sheepish, I don't know, not used to it. He, he certainly <laughs> hasn't had that sort of adulation from our fans since he came because he's, he's been hitty-missy, hasn't he? So I think it's a, it was good for him to experience that and show what he can do. And I, I guess you could sort of credit that to the new goalkeeper coach and the increased competition that Burgess probably faced with Hoffman coming in because I think he knows now that he's playing for his future at Sunderland and when he does get a chance, he's got to take it and he played... He played really well. You like you've got you've got to give him credit, haven't you? Oh, you have absolutely. And you know that. I think when he first came in, he was sort of second choice to McLaughlin, wasn't he? And yeah. He had a couple of good games in in the cup, didn't he? I think it was away at Burnley and away at Sheffield United where he had he had some really good games. Um, you know, we've we've obviously seen a lot of Lee Burge over the course of the last 12, 18 months, and we you know we know he's he's a decent, good League One goalkeeper. But he's nothing more than that. Yeah. Um, but. If he's happy to be number two to to Hoffman, then you know there's no better. I, I doubt there'd be a better second choice keeper in the league. Yeah, he's a really solid goalkeeper, and you know I, I think he, he kept us in the game at points last night. I, th- I thought their keeper kept them in the game at points last night. Made, both of them made some good saves. He, you know, I think the competition from Hoffman, as you said, Gav, like last season, Burgess' competition was Rem- Remy Matthews. You know, you might have had yeah. a bloody box of KFC or something competing <laughs> against you for all the good that yeah. that he would do. So, you know, that, that's obviously going to spur you on and raise your levels in training. And as you say, David Priest has come in as goalkeeper coach as well. So, yeah. look, it's, it's all it's all good. And, you know, you you wouldn't have any concerns with chucking Lee Burge in for a league game if Hoffman got injured. No. And that's all, you know, that's the best thing you can say about a, a sub-keeper, isn't it? Yeah. Was he a man the match? I think for the you know I think you look at the impact he had on the game as a whole, and he probably impacted the game positively for Sunderland more than anybody else, didn't he? You know he kept us in the game. I think he I think he actually dominated his box better than I've I've seen him do previously. You know he's coming out, um, clearing things, punching things. You know actually being being quite sort of progressive in terms of like the goalkeeping within the box. Yeah. But you know if your keeper saves. The first pen, as you said, massive, massive, massive moment in in the game. It was in front of their end. They had the first pen. If that goes in, the crowd's all up. It put, puts pressure on on McGeady, who t- who takes the next one. Yeah. That that you know was a pretty decisive moment, wasn't it? So yeah, I think um, no, I think he he's got a certainly good, got a good claim for man the match, hasn't he? But I think there were some other good performances within the the team as well. I thought, I thought Bailey Wright was was really good. And I think you know we've we've criticised Bailey Wright a lot. For, for his form over the past well since he returned from injury haven't we yeah he hasn't yeah. he hasn't looked the same player as what he looked like when he came into the side but I thought Bailey Wright was outstanding I think he just did it simply you know defended really well but you know there was a lot of good performances uh, you've, you've got you've got to give our our defense credit really when you look at their attack that's a that's a strong championship arguably lower end Premier League attack I think I mean when you can bring Charlie Austin off the bench you know, you're onto something good there. And Andre Gray is a good forward. You know, they're, they're they've got a good side, haven't yeah. they? And for us to keep a clean sheet against that attack's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, there's certainly no mugs. And as you say, you know, they're going to be they're going to be up there in the championship this season. You know, yeah. I would have thought they'll be certainly in the playoffs. It looks as as if they will from this stage of the season. You know, they beat Everton on penalties in the last round of the cup. You know, they're, they're absolutely no mugs. And um, I think you can't underestimate you know how well we actually did to. To get through that game before we sign off, then who do you want the next round? Lee Johnson said he wanted Arsenal or Tottenham away. Um, <laughs> but who, who do you want? See, I, I want Stoke to get through and us to get Stoke at home 
so we get to the you know got a better chance of getting to the semi final. <laughs> I'll always go for the easiest drawn paper, and you know we're, we're the well we were the lowest ranked team in in the draw last time, and we obviously are again, aren't we? Yeah. Now I'd I'd rather take the opposition that we can you know got the best chance of beating. So yeah, if Stoke get through tonight. I'll go for Stoke. You're 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 more sensible than me. I just want the hardest team. I want Liverpool <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I just want to see us at some point get a really good cup draw at home, where we can have a good night time game with a good atmosphere. Because I think I worked it out since since we dropped into this league, we've never really had a very good cup draw. We've had Premier League teams, but they've been like Burnley away and Sheffield United away. Yeah. We've never. We haven't had one at home, I don't think, have we? No, so it would be nice just for the fans, I think, at some point. Um, it would be a bit galling if we did get Stoke and got beat, but, you know. Well, I... that's, that's always a danger, isn't it? <laughs> get, get, let, let's, let's get the big draw at Wembley. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, mate, <laughs> brill. Okay, well, uh, yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, we'll be back with a match preview ahead of the Rotherham game. Uh, I'm going down. I don't know whether I'm doing the the reaction pod there, but I might be. Uh, but yeah, we've got plenty coming. Yeah. Make sure you check out rokerreport.com as per usual. People might not know, but on a match day, we have loads of build-up on the site. doesn't cost you a penny to go across there, of course. We don't charge. We don't ask for any donations to our PayPal or digital subscriptions. It's all free, so... Uh, yeah, if you if you like Sunland and you you like uh, reading the opinions of other fans, you'll like our website to head across there. And yeah, we'll catch you all later. Cheers. Well, I'm a golden idol, no. Well, I'm a hidden eye, searching all and always I am on my way. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.